it gives you the picture of what you impact today yeah. and then um, you can easily uh, change a little bit uh, your practices in the in the software mm -hmm. and uh, and you can have the assessment of uh, ah, so it, i can do a scenario calculation yeah, a scenario. so And welcome back to The Art of Selling Wine, the B2B podcast for wine professionals with another episode about 2022 Vinitech fell. This time I talked to the Institute Francais, the French Institute of Wine and Wine, discussing a software solution to reduce uh, the CO2 footprint of wineries and the overall emission footprint of wineries and also additional income by doing so. This episode is a cooperation with Winitech Seifel Fair in Bordeaux. It is uh, spelled V-I-N-I-T-E-C-H-S-I-F-E-L. Winitech Seifel, or how you pronounce it in Francais, Winitech Seifel. Website is winitech-seifel.com. Today it's the second interview with the EFV. It's the Institut Francais de Viticulture. No, what is it? Institut Francais de la Vigne et du Vin. De la Vigne et du Vin. I always uh, mix it up. Uh, it's the second interview and my guest today is Emilie Adouard. And we will talk about the carbon footprint of wineries and uh, how to I think measure it and uh, a second step uh, how to reduce it because this will be quite an important topic in the upcoming years. Uh, we have new laws in the EU coming up uh, to reduce our carbon footprints and uh, yeah it's very very interesting um, to hear about the project that you work on and maybe you just uh, explain to the audience who you are and what you do and then I will ask some questions. Okay, so um, I'm Emilia Adouard. Um, I work uh, uh, in an institute uh, that do uh, research and development on uh, vine and wine, uh, and I'm specifically uh, uh, on the topic of uh, of the carbon footprint and more largely on the life cycle analysis. Um, and so uh, I uh, every day collect data on uh, on uh, winemaker practices and uh, and do the calculations to assess. Uh, Uh, what are the best way to produce uh, wine? Uh, and I'm based uh, in uh, in Beaujolais, but I work for all the all the vineyards in France. Mm -hmm. You said uh, life cycle analysis. What does this mean? It's, what life cycle? <laughs> it's the same idea of uh, than uh, same idea that than uh, sorry. <laughs> How do you say? It? Same idea than. Yes. As yes, thank you. It's the same idea as a uh, carbon footprint, but for other uh, types of en uh, environmental uh, impacts. Ah, so you so, don't just look at carbon. Yeah. Carbon is the the main topic, but yeah. there's thousands of things. Yeah. There's, uh, like uh, eutrophication, yeah. um, uh, like uh, particle matter in, in the air. Or uh, like very uh, like fifteen indicators. Uh, Or more, mm. but uh, also uh, ecotoxicity in uh, rivers, etc. Um, for me, it's it sounds a bit confusing because life cycle 
as far as I understand it, coming from economics, means, uh, for example, we have this brand of water bottles and they have a life cycle. The brand will die out in 20 years, 30 years statistically, and then the life cycle of the brand has ended. Is it, but you, it means something different when you say life cycle analysis, right? Um, the life cycle analysis is um, has two dimensions. First, you take the product and you take into account all the step of the production of this uh, mm -hmm. of what you are studying. Um, so, for one type of indicator, like carbon footprint, but you can replicate uh, this uh, type of uh, of concept for other uh, environmental impacts. So, so you take a look at the whole production chain and you ask yeah. uh, what's the consumption of energy, yeah. what's the uh, what what type of emissions get produced. Uh, yeah, you 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 uh, make an inventory uh, on all the steps uh, of uh, what's used for the this step. Uh, mm -hmm. So um, what the inputs of uh, for making uh, producing grape for making wine. And what's also uh, emitted uh, um, uh, in this uh, step? Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's very technical, so it's not easy to to explain. Um, you are placed with your project in the carbon reduction area of the fair. Right. There's many, many other projects around you that are all centered on reducing the carbon footprint. And, uh, what, what is the, uh, the project that you represent there? How does it work? Uh, is it still in prototype phase or do, can wineries al already use it? Yeah. So, um, the, we, we were, making calculations just uh, with my team before uh, and it needs to to be expert of, of that uh, to make it by uh, on on your own um, and so um, uh, we thought it would be um, easier to make a simple uh, simple software mm -hmm. uh, that ask for uh, easy data to collect in uh, in wineries Uh, and so that's what we, we, we created uh, this year. Um, uh, first only on the, on the grape uh, producing. Mm -hmm. uh, but we have the idea, the idea to extend it to uh, winemaking and also the transport of wine, um, the distribution, uh, and also the packaging. And so to, to, do the the whole uh, assessment of the the life cycle of the of the bottle mm -hmm. so what we the project um i presented uh, here in vinitech is uh, only on the on the grape making um and it's uh, a tool it's ask uh, the To, uh, that need to collect data about uh, technical itineraries. So, uh, so what type of machinery, how yeah. many hours of using, or yeah. so these kinds of data? Yeah, right? for the for the fuel, but also how many uh, um, fertilizer you applied on the field, how many uh, pesticides, um, how many um, seeds you mm. you used for the for the grass. Uh, yeah, and 
and also it calculates the direct emissions of the fertilizers. Uh, so we call it uh, dininat nitrogen monoxide, and it's a very um, uh, powerful green greenhouse gases mm. uh, that is really more. Um, uh, It has more impact on climate impact change. Impact than uh, yeah. carbon, yeah, uh, yeah. CO2. Mm. Okay, um, if I as winemaker would want to use your software, wh what can I actually do with it? Because uh, at the moment it, it sounds to me like, okay, it shows me how how many pollutions I cause, does it also help me to reduce them somehow? Yeah, it gives you the picture of what You impact today, yeah. and then um, you can easily uh, change a little bit uh, your practices in the in the software, mm -hmm. and uh, and you can have the assessment of. Uh, ah, so it, I can do a scenario calculation. Yeah, a scenario, so exactly. I reduce uh, whatever uh, spraying times by ten yeah. percent. What's the impact at the end of month? Exactly. Yeah. Ah, okay. And so you you have an estimation of uh, how many. Uh, kilograms of uh, CO2 you've reduced and uh, you, you could reduce with the, this change. Mm -hmm. um, do you think uh, that the reduction of CO2 uh, will become uh, economic necessity or will there be an economic reward, for example, that uh, I can sell uh, emission permissions or something like this in the future? Well, so um, there's different uh, way to to make a benefit of, uh, of this reduction. Uh, we don't know exactly how it can uh, really, uh, uh, how the, what can be the, the money you can get of it uh, today. But um, first is uh, the communication you give to your, uh, to your customers. Um, people are, consumers are more and more uh, Uh, concern about this topic, so maybe they can uh, ready, they can be ready to to, mm. to pay a little bit more for your for your wine. Um, the second uh, aim of the this calculation uh, could be um, uh, the carbon compensation, uh, the the carbon market. Uh, mm -hmm. So there's two two carbon markets uh, existing in parallel. The obligatory market, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, so it's big companies that polluting a lot. So they exchange uh, carbon credit yes. between them. And there is also a voluntary uh, market. And the, the French uh, Ministry uh, of, uh, of Environment um, created a label, label by carbon, that can uh, allow the, the producer in France to go to this into this market. So that's what also we are doing to do in uh, um, at uh, IFV. Uh, IFV. It's uh, to to uh, write the method that could allow the, the winemakers to go on to this uh, market and to get uh, some money back for their uh, So this know. means when when I uh, register uh, for your software and uh, the next year I have, for example, 10% uh, less uh, CO2 emissions, I can sell the right to do emissions yeah. or what, what, so what, not how today because the, the method is not yet approved, but yeah. it's it's um, 
it's, it is uh, on the on the way to of writing, and mm. uh, maybe next year uh, the the winemakers will be will be able to to do this. Uh, mm. This uh, they can be able to sell this. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's quite obvious that <clears throat> permission uh, certificates uh, will become a kind of currency. Uh, that can be traded and uh, you can pay with them and uh, so it's a, it's a very interesting thing and uh, if i can add something it's uh, also you you could also um just reduce your emissions or without uh, saying uh, selling the, the mm. credits but uh in, by anticipating the the all the regulation mm. and the There is also in France uh, the project of um, putting some uh, some score on the on the on the label of, pro of elementary products. So maybe next year or in the, mm. the year coming, uh, producer will have to, to put uh, the carbon footprint on their mm. on their label. So as soon as uh, as Well, if you reduce today, maybe later you will be uh, uh, you, you will uh, have this, uh, yeah, the, this uh, the label, yeah. possibility to to promote it. So if hmm. you if you because no, you continue. It's it's more is there a technical uh, <laughs> if I enter in the details. Uh, you can. Uh, we have winemakers listening. We uh, yeah. want to understand what you are doing. Actually, <laughs> it's just it's two different strategies. If you sell um, carbon uh, credits mm -hmm. on the market, then you you can't attribute to yourself uh, the reductions. So because there's no net reduction, you just give yeah, somebody give else your the, reductions to someone else. Yes. So. When uh, the labeling will be uh, will come in the into the years coming, mm. we, your carbon footprint will not be as good as you actually do. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I mean, I I always think about the uh, if I as winemaker have to do additional work. I want to get some kind of benefit. I can either get the benefit of better increased marketing, but for this, uh, you will need to prove that a carbon label helps me earn more money. Mm -mm. If it doesn't, the only other thing that might give me an incentive to uh, reduce my carbon footprint, apart from just being ecological aware, yeah. some people are, some are not, um, might be the ability to create additional income for my company by selling if i say okay uh, i can reduce yes but i don't sell one bottle more because of this and it's possible that this happens uh, then i can reduce and sell the credit the co2 credit and so i get at least uh, this way i can earn more money uh, otherwise uh, i see no reason actually for people to uh, to reduce their co2 footprint apart from personal ideology If you don't sell the credits, yeah. you mean? Well, uh, it depends if consumers will be sensitive to it or not. If if it's uh, if it if it becomes uh, later uh, a reason to to buy this or wine or another, well, a producer will change also will try to reduce their emissions. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I see it. I mean, I'm, I'm not so deep into this topic. I just, I'm beginning to learn about it. But I think uh, if, if um, state or EU regulations will come, they will rather target the overall CO2 emissions of companies. So if they want to have more emission rights, they might be interested in selling from small producers. Uh, from, from to buying credits from small producers, I think this is actually it. It sounds more realistic to me than having um, a marketing boost to end customers, mm. because there are so many labels and so many it's ecological labels. For and like, to yeah, yeah, everything. yeah. I, I, I agree with there's you. There's definitely there's a group of people who are totally um, ecological aware, like and they are the yeah. customers of uh, of. EU bio, they are the customers of whatever Demeter. And for them, it might be a, a reason to buy and also a reason to spend more money. I'm not sure if this is the majority of people, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I agree. And it's hard to, to know how consumer uh, evolving yeah. in his mind <laughs> can shift from one day to another. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> it's a human uh, yeah. behavior. So... It's uh, all what I said is uh, hypothesis. Uh, the, all the possibilities of uh, valorize mm. the reduction of emissions, but um, yeah, I somebody can't, has uh, to build the infra I can't infrastructure. Make the demonstration; that, right? it will <laughs> that it, it will be the case. Yeah. How many uh, how many wineries uh, use your software uh, today? Um, so we started this year, um, mm -hmm. and the. Um, target is not really the winemakers, but the more their advisors, uh, technical advisors. Um, Which is a very big thing in France. I learned yeah. that there are more, <laughs> more enological advisors than winemakers because every winemaker is advisor in another winery. It's totally complicated what you do here. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, um, but uh, we today have uh, three contracts and uh, probably uh, Uh, five or ten uh, people uh, also interested to take um, a license. So, well, we it's just the beginning, and mm -hmm. uh, with uh, the our uh, uh, presence here uh, in uh, in Vinitech, uh, well, we we are. So you're beginning to, to, be to roll out uh, the, <laughs> the software. Yeah. Um, yeah, the potential, of course, in France is pretty high. Um, what? would be interesting to me are two more things will this only be a french solution or can uh, wine growers from other countries also take a look at your software and maybe use it well uh, we thought the software uh, as a generic um, solution uh, so it's uh, possible to use it everywhere uh, in france so I suppose uh, it's the same case for other countries. Um, we have contacts with uh, um, people in uh, Switzerland. Uh, so it's quite close from France, but um, apparently it's, it's possible also to use it there. Um, then it's just uh, little adaptations, maybe um, um, on the names of the um, is the, the software in English or in French? Uh, it's in French. Ah, but, okay, that's yeah. why Switzerland. Okay, okay. But uh, but it's possible then to think about a translation if if people are interested. 
um, then maybe we have to change the name of some pesticides that exist in France, but not in uh, other countries and mm. vice versa. Or uh, the, um, there's also parameters like the production of vine shoots. Um, so we give some references we have in France, but maybe in other countries, the, the one hectare of vine will produce more or less than what we. So the under the underlying the database would be have to would have to be matched to the specifics yeah, of the country, but the software itself is. Yeah, the ergonomy and the the way to think the categories of uh, viticultural operations. I think it's pretty pretty much generic but uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that's something to check uh, with uh, some um, some practical case to, to, to verify mm. it is it uh, do I have to pay for the software or is it a free offer How yeah does it work? yeah it's a, it's a paying license um, Uh, paid uh, paid yeah. uh, paid license yeah. um, for one uh, one year and uh, then you can do uh, as many uh, simulations you, mm -hmm. you want how uh, much is it well it's one thousand and five hundred euros for one hour, one year uh, with um, with the access for ten uh, people of your company and uh And any as many simulations you you want, uh, yeah. But this price uh, will be the same if the, the software uh, evolves. So we have the project to uh, put this uh, software um, as a web application, mm -hmm. and then to add the um, the packagings, the the distribution, and the, the vinification. So. So um, yeah, it would be always ah, the same wait. price for. So for so the, if I was a consultant, I would buy the software and then I can do simulations for as many wineries as I want. Would it work like yeah. this? Yeah. So you sell the license not to the winery, you sell to some to a consultancy, yeah. and they will, can use it as exactly. Ah, yeah. okay. Now I yeah. get the yeah. so the. Or if you are a winery, you do as many simulations you want on your winery i mean uh, ha having accounts for 10 people this is uh, many wineries are less than 10 people yeah, right yeah, so yeah. um okay okay i understand so um if i as winemaker wanted to uh, to use the software it would be actually good to look for a consultancy that already has a license and yeah. ask yeah. them yeah okay okay this is how it would the, work the way yeah is there um or are there subsidies for uh, buying the license? Um, not yet. Uh, but, um, yeah, I know that uh, the French uh, Ministry of Environment is quite um, uh, ready to, well, um, in the past, uh, give some subsidies for such uh, studies. So it's possible that uh, it will be again the, the case uh, with for this uh, software. Do you think that you will have uh, cooperations with other softwares that get uh, software systems for the wine industry, like ERP so software, uh, where you just uh, naturally, where every winery has its data online? Um, because I think many of the information that you, you would need are actually, yeah. they are present yeah, so just, just in different uh, software systems. Yeah. So it's not 
yet the case. Mm. It's not possible to connect to other uh, uh, other tools, but that's also the project uh, um, with the project of putting it uh, putting it on the web. Uh, it's also the idea to connect and to be interoperable. Yeah. I don't know. If, yeah. Okay. And uh, the last thing I would like to know. Um, When the platform gets used more and more, which I hope, uh, will there be a benchmark included so that I can see how well I perform compared to other wineries in my size, different size, whatever? Yeah, that's the idea to for us to um, build a, a database that um, accumulate all the the assessments that has been done with the same tool, mm -hmm. and and then to to give a feedback to the to the users <laughs> to have a, a mean of, of so the per, per, per region. you drive more or less than the average winery or you emit more or less yeah. carbon or whatever yeah, yeah. okay for your region or for with uh, compared to the mean of the france uh, <laughs> mean etc yeah. yeah because this might also be a reason um actually uh to get the software because uh, i mean I, i can only speak for german winemakers mm. but Uh, especially among the younger winemakers, there are some who are pretty competitive. So they want to be better winemakers than their neighbors mm. and uh, giving them a tool to see that they perform better than the average. Yeah. This is an incentive actually to, to use yeah. such a software. Yeah. I, I would not underestimate it as a sales pitch uh, yeah. for wineries why they should actually yeah, use it. And we know that it's not easy to understand the... Um, benefit the absolute value yeah, of carbon yeah. footprint but yeah. you just know, want to know if you're on the best group or in the or in the middle extra mm. and uh, but uh, the, the more there will be uh, users of this platform and the more we'll be able to to give robust uh, uh, average mm -hmm. yeah thanks it's uh, it's very very interesting and um, for people who want to take a look at the project what's the website social media accounts anything where can people uh, look out or yeah. get in contact yeah well you can find information on the website of uh, EFV mm -hmm. um, vignevin.com.com and uh, also on LinkedIn LinkedIn and uh, and Twitter mm -hmm. um, or just uh, write a write me an email <laughs> So uh, I will link uh, to the websites uh, in the show notes, as always. And Emily, I would say merci beaucoup. <laughs> C'était <Merci>. un plaisir. <laughs> Me too. And uh, yeah, I hope uh, that in some years we will hear again from each other and see that you have a very, very huge benchmark online because it's actually quite interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it, it will be necessary uh, for us uh, wine growers in the EU to... Uh, actually worldwide uh, to think about a carbon footprint because uh, if we are not willing to to change our behavior the politic will be willing to change our mm. behavior and yeah. i think it's always better to be in the uh, proactive side than in the reactive side of the whole uh, chain because yeah. change is coming definitely thank you <laughs> thank you
And that's a new episode finished. Thanks for listening. And uh, I would like to uh, give some shout outs to projects and people and whatever. So uh, you know how you can find and interact me. In 2023, I will be doing uh, big exhibitions myself uh, in Germany. It's Agrartage, which is at the end of January in City of Mainz. And Winzer Service Messe, which is the second week of February in the city of Karlsruhe. You can meet me there. I have 150 square meters of uh, a big stage. It's um, financed by my main sponsor, Amorim, and we will have uh, nice... Um, interviews, nice uh, people on stage talking about uh, innovations in wine technology and in wine marketing. So just come by. It's, it's very good for the people uh, who also come from uh, different countries. The next thing, um, as you might have noticed, I uh, at this time travel around constantly in a caravan. So I basically live in a caravan going from uh, winery to winery. And uh, if you want to get in touch with me, uh, reach out to me. I'm always looking for new places uh, to place my caravan. Uh, I do consulting for wineries. So uh, I also exchange a little bit of my knowledge uh, for having a place to stand. Uh, the next thing you need to know is um, by this time, I'm board member of Peewee International. It's uh, basically the biggest international uh, wine growers association. Uh, we represent 22 countries uh, going from all over Europe to, I think, Japan, Canada. We are more than 880 wineries at this moment, and uh, we plan to do some very, very interesting things in wine politics because most major wine associations uh, do lobbyism uh, behind shut doors. I have this podcast and we will do the same on podcast. So basically, uh, this is uh, going to be very, very interesting to uh, everybody involved or interested in uh, wine growing policies around the world. You find my work if you want to take a look uh, at what I do closer on uh, theartofsellingwine.com. If you understand German, go to my website weinverkauft.com. Uh, you can redirect from theartofsellingwine.com by scrolling totally down. There's a link to the German one. And if you want to check out my work on Instagram, I'm called at the art of selling wine on uh, LinkedIn. I am Diego Weber, my name, basically. And if you want to get in touch with me to talk about an episode, maybe about your company, maybe about your brand or invite me to uh, one of your events, uh, just reach out. WhatsApp is fine. Instagram is fine. Email is fine. Whatever fits you. Yeah, and last but not least, I want to thank you personally for tuning in, for being uh, part of my audience. And if you want to support this thing, please share it with a friend, share it with a colleague, uh, because podcasts are nothing without listeners.